Hey, this is Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Barnell. Hey, this is TJ Fines. Hey y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Next Level Radio. Have fun. It's time for the Showcast. And now, here they are, those pop culture junkies and your hosts, Ben Beck, Adam Gorey, and Steve Richards. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Network. I am Ben Beck, joined by my co-host, Adam Gorey. And our guest this time around is someone I know we've been trying to get on for a little while, but uh, he's always just been very busy. But you know what? Rightfully so. Uh, You've seen him in movies like Accepted, one of my personal guilty pleasure films, Uh, and shows like The Walking Dead. But now you'd know him as the iconic Oswald Cobblepot on Fox's Gotham. Please welcome the wonderful Robin Lord Taylor to the program. What's up? Oh my god, it's Nicky Blush. I love this shout out to Accepted, man. Yes. It, it's it's funny yes. too. I had the opportunity. I've I've actually met you in passing a couple times. I do a lot of work with um with FanFest now at Heroes and Villains and such and I know you Oh yes, fantastic. Yeah, I know I you travel that. with them and fantastic. And we've become buddies with uh with one of your buddies, Drew Powell, from you know, through oh, FanFest and such. Uh, but I met you, one of the first times I ever met you was at Great Philadelphia Comic Con in Oaks, PA, which is where we're around in Philadelphia. And you, gotcha. you, one, you couldn't have been a nicer guy, but two, when I brought up Accepted, the first reaction, you just gave me like this huge high five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I like, well, cause it's so funny. It's like, it's amazing how, you know, you know, just how, you know, as time goes on, how things change and how your perception of experience change. You know, like, except it was my first big gig. You know, I, I was New York-based, and they flew me out to L.A., and I'm in this movie with all these amazing people. And then the movie comes out in the death of summer for a week, and it's never heard from again <laughs> until it hits cable. And it becomes one of those movies that I grew up on. Like, I think of, like, those Patrick Dempsey, like... Um, you know, like you know, like Lover Boy, Lover like Boy, movies yeah. from like the, that played like every ten minutes when on cable when I was a kid. <laughs> it became one of those, and so now when I go to go to things like Fan Fest and like you know, I'm just even out on the street. Like I get people like you coming up and being like, being like, yeah, yeah, Oswald Cobblepot, but really I came here for Abernathy's <laughs> of course, the character on accepted, and it's just like yes, it feels so gratifying, you know that. That movie actually, like, still, you know, is reaching people and kind of became a cult thing. And then also to see the other actors in that in that movie, like, just go on for things you wouldn't even believe, you know, like, just an amazing thing to be a part of. So, yes, accepted. High five. All right. <laughs> What's well, funny is uh, on my March Madness pool, we had to come up with a name. And I wanted to come up with, like, a college name, so I named my, uh, my, t- or my bracket S-H-I-T. For South Harmon yes, Institute of Technology. South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> yes, indeed. Shit heads around. All right. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned, <laughs> the, awesome. you mentioned the cast of that movie and everything they've gone on to. And, and a lot of people who haven't seen that movie, I mean, at, first off, I highly recommend it. It's There's so many quotable lines in it that my friends and I quote all the time. But 
I mean, you have like yeah. you've like Justin Long, Blake Lively. You have Jonah Hill, who's now Oscar nominated. I think Oscar winning, if I, if I'm not mistaken. Jonah Hill, who um, he's I I nomin- I don't know. I I honestly I have no idea. But like, but yeah, no. I mean, what an amazing. And I have to say, like with all of those kids, like we, I remember, like again, like I had never done like a movie like that before. You know, something where they actually like they sent me out a week early to rehearse, and I was like rehearsal for a movie what the hell you know and so but, but yeah we were we were on the lot and and steve pink who was the director who's an amazing guy he he like had everybody sort of like you know improvise around their characters and i have to say the shit that like jonah hill and justin long were coming up with in the room i had never met either of them before i mean i sort of peripherally knew of justin from i think he was doing the mac pc commercials at the time but then i was just like lying there like Jonah Hill and both of them together, what they were coming up with, like tears running down my face, and it's like, it's like I was like, I was like, these people are fucking superstars, like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was amazing to be in that same room with them at that time, and then now all these years later to just see all the amazing shit they've done, it's just just brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made for some really some made say. for some great sound drops, <laughs> a couple oh, that yeah, we've used. Sure. <laughs> And uh, Jonah, okay, yes, twice <laughs> twice nominated for an Oscar, did not win, unfortunately, either one. But yeah. um, but uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about the reason the reason you're here with us uh, is to talk Gotham. And, and but Ben and I are both big fans. Um, had had a pretty decent pretty decent break there for a while. So we we're like my wife and I were anxiously awaiting the end of April to come. So it's finally back. Yeah. <laughs> and well, thank I, you for sticking it out. It's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> through uh through uh through the past few seasons, I mean we've seen a lot of characters go through uh, a fair amount of changes. I mean the Riddler for example, um in in big I would say he's probably the biggest between season 1 and now, but I would say Oswald the Penguin has kind of stayed true i mean there's been some subtle things here and there but i mean he's he's pretty much stayed true to who he's been since day one i mean what's it kind of been like to to really get into his personality and get to know it it's been uh, it's been it's been incredible and like the other thing too is that like i've never worked on one character for this long i mean you know i've never had this experience before and it's amazing the things that like the writers have thought of that you know are continually surprising to me today and then at the same time things that you know the writers have like you know just random choices i've made in certain scenes you know right the writers picking up on that and then bringing like that aspect into the show like full force it's like it's this amazing like back and forth collaboration you know between the writers and myself not directly it's not like i'm calling them and pitching them with certain ideas or anything i wouldn't dream mm-hmm. of it but at the same time it's like they're picking like they're picking up on my voice and and i'm picking up on theirs and together we we've created this this just this character that if you're an actor it's just it's gold it's like it's like you know it's like wagyu beef it's like like i'm trying to think <laughs> of shit you can just really sink your teeth into and this is it you know it's like the the dream. I mean, you know, it's been. I've I've really enjoyed, you know, the the peaks and valleys that they've written into the show for my character. Um, and you know, like I I think often about you know in season two when Oswald was brainwashed by Hugo Strange, 
Uh, and and he sort of received the the you know the clockwork orange treatment, if you will. Yeah. You know, like basically, <laughs> like you know, brainwashed and tortured to the point where all of that negative impulse, that violent impulse, is is erased. You know, horrifically, painfully, but it's not there anymore. So then, in that opportunity, I was given the chance to show who Oswald is underneath all of that shit that has piled up around him over all of these years. All of that, like defense mechanisms that he had to keep himself safe. I mean, you know, like, this is someone who's been bullied his entire life, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of it. And so he's developed, like, you know, like, the reason he, you know, is violent and he lashes out is because, yes, he's afraid of dying. He's afraid of someone, like, hurting him. But then to have this opportunity to show who he would have been had the world treated him with love and tenderness the way all of us deserve to be treated, I just, I just like, yeah, again, it's an actor's dream. I get to show, you know, what's that, that beautiful person that's underneath all of that shit, that beautiful person that's inside of everybody, you know? Like, that's, that's, that's the good stuff. That's, like, what I, you know, feel like I was born to play, and I feel so lucky to have gotten that opportunity on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I know, um, you know, when you think of the Penguin, there's a, a number of other actors that you think of, and I, I, I include you in the top three now. I mean, you think, obviously, uh, Burgess Meredith, oh, you know, Burgess Meredith, who played it back in the 60s. You have Danny DeVito, who played it yes. uh, in in the late 80s. And I think that the last time I remember hearing a panel of one of yours at FanFest, I think you had um, – there was a there was a, a possibility of you meeting Danny. Have has that hap- has that come to fruition yet? Have you had the chance to meet him yet? <laughs> it's not today. Oh God! I, so today I'm at I'm, I've been doing press today for the show, and I was bobbing around <laughs> different you know outlets all over New York City, and I go and I sit down, you know, with this lovely guy who I've talked to you know over the years like several times out and about, and he was like he was like I. Uh, well, you know, I got I got your predecessor coming in at four o'clock, and I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, if I'm leaving a building, Danny DeVito is entering. I mean, that has been the story of like our like you know. I feel like it's just like it's like he's just right outside of my reach every single time. You know, he's best friends with Carol Kane, who played my mom. You know, she would tell me you know that she talked to him, and he would tell her things about the show and about the character and all this amazing shit, and I'm just like, ah, I like, it's, like, <laughs> it's going to happen, I know it will. It could have happened today, but it didn't. I can't wait, I gotta tell you. I feel bad, too, because I've actually met Danny. I did a couple episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so I got to meet him on set, and he is the sweetest guy. Fuck you! I've heard just, I've just heard the most lovely, wonderful things, and also I have to say, like, you know, someone who is, Carol Kane is one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with ever. And, you know, she's also like an, an incredibly good judge of character. And he, you know, and they being friends for, you know, since Taxi, I mean, just goes to show that he must be one of the, you know, most genuine people in the business. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I just really, really love that guy. Someday. Have you heard, Someday. Have you heard through, the, uh, through the grapevine, you know, what he thinks of your take on the character? Well, you know, you, like you're gonna make me cry because like he, <laughs> so he said, and this is like this. I think this was season one. He was asked on the red carpet somewhere, I think some premiere or something. You know, that saying that question. You know, have you seen Gotham? Are you aware of what of the new Penguin? And he like gave me like oh the most loving, 
you know, encouraging shout out you could ever ask for. And that's just like, oh man. I mean, that's, that was like, you know, up until that point, like that was really kind of what I was missing. Like, I just wanted to know from him that he approved of it because, you know, I grew up, you know, again, I've said this a million times, but I've grew, grown up <laughs> watching Batman Returns, you know, you know, for a very, very long time. And also not just Batman Returns, but just watching Danny in all the millions of things that he's done. And, you know, then to know that I, you know, to know that I have his, you know, his respect or, or just at least like he, he appreciates what we're doing. You know, it's not like we're passing the torch. He will always be the penguin. He'll always be the penguin I grew up watching, you know. And so, you know, it's not like he's passing something off to me. It's like we're, we're carrying it together. And that's just so fucking awesome. I can't even believe it. You told me I could swear. So I'm just really. Oh, yeah. Pissed. No, it's, it's yeah. fun. We're, we're loving it. <laughs> Um, I love it, but but you know, with with uh, you know, as much as you love Danny as the Penguin and stuff, did you feel when you knew you were taking on this role? Did you feel any added pressure to you know living up to uh, anything that he had portrayed before, or even what the fans had thought w- was going to be coming? <clears throat> of course, I mean, I yeah, it was really terrifying. You know, again, like it's my first my first pilot that I booked, I and mean, then to have it be something that people you know have such intense devotion to all of these characters. You know, it wasn't just me who felt this pressure. Everyone in our cast felt it, you know. We just wanted to do right by DC and by the people who are predecessors who came before as these characters, you know. It's this added pressure you don't really have, like, if you're like, you're like, oh, I booked a pilot. It's called, like, Miami Hospital. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if you're on a show like that, you know, no one, you don't have that. Of course there's pressure, but it's not that you know, that intense fandom pressure that that we, you know, experienced on our show or that any of the superhero shows experienced. But, you know, at the same time, like, I was so glad to know that I didn't have to recreate, you know, exactly what Danny did. Like, because no one could do that. No one could do what he did with that, that uh, version of the Penguin. Like, it's just impossible. So once I knew that, you know, that it was, you know, that it was going to be a, a different take on the character, you know, not just like age-wise, but also, you know, just, just, you know, story-wise, you know, I, I was, it took a lot of the pressure off, and so, so that was, that was grateful, and then, but of course, it, it didn't really go away until I heard that Danny had said that on the red carpet, and then I was just like, okay, I can take a breath. You know, That's awesome. It's be all right. Yeah. With uh, with all the characters that were brought into Gotham, even from the beginning in season one, did you have any idea that you know Oswald would become as big of a fan favorite out of all of them as he has been? Not at all. I had I had absolutely no idea, and like you know it. It's, I'm, I mean, I'm also like, I think a lot of it too, though, is that like, you know, I was, I was introduced, you know, full force, smack dab right in the pilot. It was like, and here's the penguin and everything you need to know about him, basically. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. other characters have had, you know, much slower burns. Like, I think one of the most gratifying things right now in these episodes that are about to air is that you see the work that Corey Michael Smith has been doing over the last three years, and it's now like culminating into this amazing characterization of the Riddler. Um, he had that very slow burn, whereas I was just like launched out of the cannon from the get-go. So I think a lot of that too is just like familiarity, you know, in, the w- in that way that, you know, like since I, you know, since I was like, you know, full force since, since the pilot, I think people just, you know, 
you know, they, they respond to my character because I've, you know, just, you know, been in the shit the longest, you know. So I think that's a lot of it. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really gratifying because, again, like, I have a lot of people at FanFest and at other conventions and even on the street or in the subway or whatever come up and say, you know, say, like, you know, I never really thought of the Penguin as much as the Batman villain until now, you know, and then, and it's just like, oh, I'm so glad to, like, you know, bring it to a new generation, a generation that wasn't raised on Batman in terms of the way I was, you know what I mean? So, so that's been incredibly, incredibly satisfying. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what, um, I mean, he's, uh, through the past three years, he's been down, he's been up, he's been down, he's kind of, you know, this roller coaster ride, what do you want to see them, you know, where do you want to see him go from here? Personally. Well, you know, I think, um, it's it's interesting because it's like the thing that I respond to and really try to bring to the character is that, you know, that shred of humanity and sympathy, you know, um, but at the same time, like, as we go forward, you know, the Penguin has to become the person that jeopardizes not just the life of Bruce Wayne, Batman, in the future. He, je- he gets to the point where he's going to jeopardize the lives of all of Gotham. You know, mm-hmm. our show is about what happens when love is stripped away. Like that, I think is like the core message of our show. And it's he's had and that happen Gotham a few times. City <laughs> is a, yes, exactly. I know you have parents dying in my arms. You know, just what happens with the Riddler. You know, multiple things. You know, examples of that has happened to to Oswald and also to everyone else in our show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going forward, it's like. You know, as much as I love that, you know, that sense of sympathy, like, I think, you know, nothing, you know, gradually, of course, but, like, ideally, I want the show to, when the show ends, may it be long, like, you know, a long time from now, I would like Oswald to be, I would like all of that, you, you know, maybe you see it for, like, a second, that, that good person inside of him, but I want it to be cold and calculating. I want him to be the most evil motherfucker you can imagine. Someone who doesn't deserve your sympathy. Someone who doesn't, no matter all of the shit that he went to, I wanted to be at the point where he's so bad that you don't care if he dies because he deserves to. Because he, because let's face it, he does. He's, an, he's a horrific murderer and it's only going to get worse from here on out. So that's something that I would like to see mostly because it's true to the story. It's true to the essence of who the penguin is, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, well, I know we got to wrap up a little bit. I had one more question for you, at least. Um, and I'm sure you've gotten asked this a lot, but what, what DC character have we not seen on the show that you would kind of like them to, to bring in at some point? I mean, you know, I think... <laughs> I don't know how it would work, but, you know, it's our show, we can do whatever the hell we want, so let's bring it. Like, I just really... I. Love Harley Quinn. I'd love to see that yes. happen. I don't know if we, if it could be introduced, you know, via whomever her parents are, or if it's someone who inspires her, much in the same way we've done with the Joker and the cult of the Joker and the cult mm-hmm. of Jerome. But um, but yeah, I would like yeah, I would just I I love that character. But I have to say too that in season one we introduced a lot of core villains, and I think it would be incredibly satisfying to circle back to some of those kids. Like, I personally, like, one of one of my favorite villains that we've brought on the show was only in one episode, and it was the story of Scarecrow and, you know, how this kid is, like, you know, being tortured, basically, by his father. I mean, and, like, I thought that that, that was just fascinating. And, like, 
you know, but we only touched on it for a second. It's like, I want to bring those people back. I want to see what they're up to, you know. I, that, that's really where my, my interest is right now, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Robin, I had one more f- question for you, too, before we, we started to wrap things up. And I, I saw this online, and you know how things are online. You don't always know whether or not they're true. So I figured, we got you on. I'll go right to the source. I heard a rumor when it comes when it comes to your signature walk for the penguin that in order to nail that you stuck a tack in your shoe. <laughs> Is this true? Okay, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Yes, I'll tell you the whole story. Okay, so we this was way in the beginning of season one, and you know it's right when we like sort of came back um, from between. There was a little bit of a hiatus between shooting the pilot and shooting the second episode, and so. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it fully wasn't in my body quite yet. But, you know, it was there. Anyway, so we shoot the scene where Oswald comes back from, from, the, from the outskirts and comes back into Gotham City, and he's like, I'm home. And then he, you know, walks off and all of that, or hobbles off, as it were. <laughs> um, anyway, I completely, I, we shot the whole thing. It was in Chinatown. It was in the, the shit-ass of summer. Like, you know, extras everywhere, hot as balls. There's a bus that has to move, you know, and again, this is in Chinatown with the streets still open to traffic. So it's just one big clusterfuck. And so the, so we shoot the scene and I'm like, you know, get off the bus and I look around and I'm like, I'm home. And then I turn around and walk off and I was like, nailed it. And then I get back, (laughs) I get back to where my chair is and I sit down and I was like, and they've already moved on. They were like, okay, we got it. And we moved on. And then I was like, oh my God. I completely forgot the limp. I completely <laughs> forgot to do it. I felt like such a toe. I was like, what am I doing? I am the least professional person. I went to the director. I went to, you know, everyone. I was like, I forgot the limp. I forgot the limp. I'm so sorry. Uh, and they were like, they were like, it's okay. They were like, we found a cut that we can use to cut around it. Don't worry, it's fine. But anyway, I was like, I still felt like shit. And then my lovely wardrobe assistant, Kyle, She's sitting there, and she says to me, she, she, you know, cut her teeth on Broadway, and she was like, well, why don't we just use that old Stella Adler trick? Why don't you put, you know, something in your shoe? So, yeah, we took the Poland Spring cap off of my bottle and just taped <laughs> it to the bottom of my right shoe. And that was there for a good year and a half, and then now I've, I've downgraded to two quarters. So okay. Just, just know that there is always every frame you're seeing my feet in, there is 50 cents under my right heel. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Well, that's a that's a lot better and a lot safer and less painful than attack. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, the lip itself is 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 no walk in the park either. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely two quarters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great that's story. To go. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, well, obviously, Gotham is back. It's been back for a couple episodes, and you guys are in the home stretch now. You're going, I think, down, including tonight, to the final five for the season. So, yeah, you guys are in the home stretch. It's always. Always interesting when you get close to that season finale. So we want to encourage all of our listeners to check out Gotham if they don't already, but we, we think most of them do. Uh, Mondays, 8 o'clock on Please Fox. Do. Thank you so much. And we, yes. yeah, and we want to encourage people to follow you on social media as well, uh, at Robin Lord Taylor, both on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, uh, Robin, we look forward to, uh, meeting you in person again at, you know, one of the next fan fests that we're at. Yes, please come say hello. I we need to make this happen. Yes. So, like I said, I met you before, but you, you had no idea who I was. So, it's fine. 
I got to tell you, I have like complete. I, I, I could have met, you know, the the ghost of Princess Diana, and I still have no freaking idea what the hell is happening at those things. It's, a lot of people yeah uh but we're so glad that we finally got you on and hopefully you know gotham continues on for more seasons and we'll have you back on again thank you so much guys anytime it was a blast talking people nice uh all right guys be sure to check out our website as well nextlevelradioonline.com follow us on twitter at nxt level radio and we'll see you guys around the bend take care